Hi guys, welcome back to Brewing Bright Minds. Miss Natalie Waldman has been with us at our school, helping us support some of our students with speech services. And we just thought it would be amazing to have her join and bring her insight into the really loaded topic of speech language pathology. I think a major question parents are always asking, I'm sure you get it 1,000 times a day, is um, what are the important word counts that people um, should be mindful of and even what qualifies as a word? Yeah, that is exactly <laughs> one of the top questions parents and early educators ask. So when we are looking at what counts as a word, um, sometimes what we want to think about is what can a child say independently, meaningfully, and consistently? So what does that mean? It means they're not repeating you. So if you point to a cat and say cat, and then they say cat, we're not going to count that as a word. But if they see the cat and they say it on their own, cat, we count that as a word. So they say it on their own. They always use the same word or sound. They don't have to pronounce it correctly. So if they always say cat for cat, and every single time they see that cat, they say cat, we count that as a word because they're doing it independently, meaningfully, and consistently. So what might that also include is animal sounds. So a lot of parents don't recognize or early childhood educators might not know, but we count animal sounds. So what does the cow say? Moo. That's a word. Moo. Interesting. <laughs> so we're going to count animal sounds. We're going to count what we call exclamatory words, which are like fun words like yay and wee and uh-oh. Mm. The child uses them independently meaningfully and consistently, we're going to count it. What about like gasping? Like if they're like, <gasps> oh, um, I think if like it, that. that's a really good question. I think a gasp might be different, but if they're saying woo mm -hmm. every time they go down the slide, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. then I think maybe we would count it. Again, is it independent? Is it meaningful? And is it consistent? Mm -hmm. We also think about signs. So many children learn signs, and what the research shows us is that sign language is very supportive of verbal communication. So many parents, and there used to be a time where people were concerned that using sign language would impede verbal language. But what we now know is uh, for those who are going to be verbal communicators, it's actually very supportive. So we count signs. So if a child uses more or all done um, or help and they use it independently, mm -hmm. meaningfully, consistently, we count that as a word. Mm. So um, it, again, we're not looking at perfection. They don't have to use the sign correctly. They could do their own version of help or more, um, but we do count that. And the same with pronunciation. We're not so worried about pronunciation. We're worried that they use it consistently, meaningfully, and independently. So those are things that count as words. Other things that a lot of parents are uh, curious about, especially those who are raising multilingual children, is how to do a word count if you're speaking multiple languages. And we count it in each language. Mm, okay. So if they say in Spanish, leche, we count that as a word. And milk, we count that as a word. Even if they're not saying the... English word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. So if they say it in any language, it counts as a word. Mm -hmm. So sometimes children, maybe they're brought up in a multilingual household, they might have a word in one language that they don't have mm -hmm. in another, and we count that as a word if they're using it 
again, independently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. meaningfully, mm-hmm. consistently. So that's those are the kinds of things that we're looking for when we do word count that may not be as apparent, right? If this isn't what you do day in and day out, you may not have considered that those as words, but they do count as words. Okay, great. And so um, what do you think um, by age mm-hmm. from, um, you know, early, early year, the first year, mm-hmm. and as they progress, um, what is a accurate and healthy and developmentally appropriate mm-hmm. word count mm-hmm. um, that parents should be mindful of? So I think that's a really good question and one that I get asked a lot. I think in order to talk about that effectively, we have to talk about the difference between a milestone versus an average. So those words get used really interchangeably, but they mean two very different things. So typically, When we say milestone, we're saying what the majority of children can do. Depending on what source you're looking at, um, it may be what 90% of children do. So like 9 out of 10 children will use, for example, one word at one year. Mm -hmm. But the average child uses five words by one year. When we get to 18 months, we're looking at the average child is using 50 words. So if we get to two years of age or your child's 24 months and they are not using at least 50 words, then we know it's time to step in because there's about a six-month gap between what is average at 18 months versus where we want to be at two years. Typically, it's 300 words. Mm-hmm. So at average is three. Yeah. So you see yeah. that there's a big jump, right? Yeah. So at 12 months, minimum expectations, one word. Average is five words. When we get to 18 months, we're looking at 10 to 50 words. And at 24 months or two years, we're looking at 50 to 300 words. So 300 is the average and 50 is that milestone or that minimum expectation. Wow, that is a big jump. It's a big jump. And what we notice, right, and that's also one of the reasons why we want to get that support earlier so that we can hopefully avoid frustration is that gap increases because Mm -hmm. so much development builds upon Mm -hmm. itself in those early years. And so when we step in to support a child earlier, we can close up that gap and hopefully eliminate much of that frustration earlier on Mm -hmm. to set them up for success and then depending on the child and what else may be going on, it usually means less therapies involved. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so then I think that perfectly leads us into, because there's a lot of, uh, there can be a lot of misinterpretation yeah. between averages, mm-hmm. milestones. How should parents really utilize resources they find mm-hmm. um, to best support their child, but how should they really be looking at those resources? Mm-hmm. And so a really big hot topic in ECE and speech was the update in terms of the uh, developmental milestones mm-hmm. that CDC released in 2022. Mm-hmm. And I think this goes right in line in what should parents be thinking about? Are my children meeting the minimum, um, which is the milestone, which is what CDC Mm -hmm. is releasing, or should I be gauging my children based off of the average? Mm -hmm. Um, I think anyone in the ECE professional field and speech field will say we should be targeting our averages. However, um, parents may look to those milestone checklists 
and um, not be aware that maybe that's not exactly, it's mm-hmm. not that simple and it's mm-hmm. not exactly what uh, they should be referencing mm-hmm. so simply, right? Right. And so um, CDC did make some changes, um, particularly in the area of speech in 2022 in terms of how your child should be developing, mm-hmm. what signs should you be looking for? And it's very, very um, different in terms of conveniently in the timing pre-COVID and during COVID, post-COVID. And so um, I know we're opening (laughs) a can of worms, but what are your thoughts, Natalie, on the changes CDC made in terms of child development milestones and um, how that relates in terms of speech? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the Center for Disease Control and their updated guidelines for communication, Um, What I can share is that the speech language pathology community was very, very concerned. And so some things that many parents might not be aware of, because why should you have other things to do with your day? Mm -hmm. But us professionals are very concerned with, and that's why we get to talk about this and bring it to the attention of parents and, and some educators as well, is that Unfortunately, when it comes to the communication milestones, and I can't really speak to the other ones, mm-hmm. um, what we see is that the research that was cited in order to, to, to indicate what the milestones should be was often outdated, um, was misquoted, and miscited. It also doesn't reflect our a population as a whole, so it doesn't show kind of the richness and the diversity we have mm-hmm. in our population and how that may also reflect development. So while they call the milestones that are listed on the CDC website, they call them milestones, they're not actually, um, they're not founded in research and and or it's miscited research. So for example, I think you mentioned the, what was their word count that they were laying out, the CDC? The previous CDC guidelines stated that a child should have a vocabulary of 50 words at 24 months, Mm -hmm. because that is the age of 50% of the children um, are to be expected to reach that skill. The new milestone states that this skill should be acquired at 30 months Mm -hmm. because 75% of the population reached that skill at 30 Mm -hmm. months. So what the CDC was trying to do is really simplify milestones to make it easier for both pediatricians and early educators and parents to understand. They wanted to show not the average, but what the majority of children do. And what their goal was is to say what 75% of children do by a certain age. Unfortunately, what's listed is not that. So um, that is a big concern for our community. And so um, a great resource to use instead of the CDC milestones when it comes to communication is the American Speech Hearing, Speech Language Hearing Association. It's called ASHA for Mm -hmm. short, and it's A-S-H-A dot org is the website. And they will list out based on research, and they have great links to all the research that's cited, more accurate data on what those milestones should look like. So there's a lot of conversations that are happening between um, those in the speech language pathology community and the CDC, particularly because there was a panel of subject matter experts that were um, 
conferred with to develop these milestones, mm -hmm. and it didn't include a speech language pathologist. Mm -hmm. So while that in and of itself is not problematic, it does pr become problematic when there's foundational information that we have known for years, which is that 50 words is what's average at 18 months. Mm -hmm. And 50 words becomes the milestone or the minimum expectation when a child is 24 months. Mm -hmm. So if your child's two and they have less than 50 words, that is kind of the rule of thumb that we use for knowing that they need support. So really encourage parents. The CDC was well-intentioned. I think that they had hoped to simplify things. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. Mm -hmm. And in my concern and the concern of many people who are speech language pathologists is that it's natural. You're a parent. You've got other things to do besides, mm -hmm. you know, we trust that if the CDC says that this is the milestone, um, that that's what it is. And the other piece that many parents may not be aware of is, again, when we're looking at the milestone, that's a minimum expectation. Yes. yes. Milestone mm -hmm. should mm -hmm. mean minimum. Yes. It is not the average. And that's, again, to reflect it doesn't – there's a range of development, which is why we have the milestone versus the average. And every child does develop dif differently and at their own rate. However, we want to see those minimum expectations be yes. met. And yes. I have a great um, blog post and article that talks a little bit more about the difference between milestones and averages. And it's got a little chart. So if a parent or teacher is wants more details on like what should a 30-month-old, mm -hmm. what's minimum versus average expectation of word count, um, maybe we could include a link to yes, that in absolutely. the show notes. And that might be a helpful mm -hmm. resource. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you're packaging it so ever so delicately, <laughs> which is amazing. But I I think um, in terms of for me and Miss Dom, and I'm sure for you, although you are packaging it so well, is it causes it causes an uproar. Yeah. It causes an absolute uproar because this is supposed to be guiding educators and parents and families to make sure their children are developing mm -hmm. um, in a healthy manner, but also um, keeping them on track. And and if you're using the CDC guidelines um, at face value, then more often than not, you can potentially be delaying mm -hmm. when your yeah. child should be receiving services because it's more of a watch and see mm -hmm. approach as opposed to a proactive mm -hmm. yeah. approach. And so I don't think we can stress enough that the CDC guidelines should be a uh, milestones means minimum. Well, and I think to add to that, when it comes to speech, and I can't speak for the other areas, mm -hmm. but when it comes to speech, it's not even the milestone. It's inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Just point blank. Yeah. It is inaccurate. The cited research is miscited. So when you open up some of the research that's been cited, it will give you that milestone, that minimum expectation of 50 words by 24 months, which is what we've used mm -hmm. and continue mm -hmm. to use as a guideline for when we need more information about a child's communication. Mm -hmm. So sadly, <laughs> it's not even the milestone. It's just yeah. inaccurate. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also kind of going back to your point when you um, – we're talking about the average word count and how mm -hmm. a child should be using words consistently. Mm -hmm. I know just in the early childhood um, realm of things, it is really frustrating when 
um, you know, a teacher or another expert in the field can see that a child is not using 50 words consistently at Mm -hmm. school, but then a parent will say, oh no, they've said milk at home, but they've only Mm -hmm. said it one time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can tell them, yes, they may have said it one time, but then they've never said it again. And Mm -hmm. so it's not, it's not counted. Mm -hmm. And then that, that causes, uh, uh, mistrust. What word? Yeah. Yeah. It causes almost like a mistrust because you're telling, you know, you don't ever want to tell a parent that they're wrong, you know, because who am I to say that? I think if I understand what you're saying, I think what you're trying to say is sometimes there's a, a misunderstanding about how to count a word. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so if you think that you hear a word, you count it, right. then you're using two different definitions. Yes. Right. So if you're using the definition that we use in the speech language pathology world to determine if a child truly has a word, um, then we're looking at that consistency. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if you don't know that that consistency mm-hmm. is important mm-hmm. and that we need to see that repeated over mm-hmm. time, um, then you would count it. And right. so maybe that's like an education piece. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, and going back to the CDC, when you if a parent were to Google that, yeah. the first yes. thing that comes up is the CDC. Yeah. And yeah. so that's where the frustration comes is that if you tell, you know, if I tell a parent, your child is not speaking 50 words and they say, mm-hmm. oh, but they are. Here's a list of the 50 words that they have said mm-hmm. before. And then you try to help them with more research and then they Google it. And then it's kind of more the CDC is the first one that pops up, you know. Yeah. So it's it's just unfortunate that it's like you're saying it's miss. It's putting us in a difficult position yeah. because mm-hmm. we are contradicting right. mm-hmm. the CDC. Um, and it's it's very interesting that the panel did not include specialists in mm-hmm. speech so mm-hmm. how can this be a valid you know mm-hmm. valid measure and on top of that the data the data is all, that's, that's a big concern the concerning. big big concern is that you're citing outdated research and then the research that you're citing does not reflect the numbers that you're providing and so i don't know how this all came to be and why it's so but what i do know is it's really important that those of us who really want to support families support yes. children help them get where they need to go get the word out and mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully the cdc will issue some corrections but until then let's provide them right. with better resources so i would say go to asha.org it's the American Speech Language Hearing Association mm-hmm. website. They have the most accurate research. Are there other ones that you guys like? So CDC, yes. for what do you guys like to look at for other areas of development? In terms of language and yeah, communication? Yeah, well, not outside of communication. So if you're looking at other milestones like movement milestones or look, cognitive milestones, mm-hmm. are there things that you guys like to look at? I resources? think for our center, mm-hmm. we utilize the the DRDP, the state mm-hmm. of California. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of a, um, not necessarily a checklist, but just the... Um, it's guidelines. Yeah, it just guidelines mm-hmm. for... Um, where they are, where each child is. And, Mm -hmm. um, if they're doing this and the next tier is, you know, this one. So I think we, we use the DRDP a lot in our, um, school. Mm -hmm. And then as far as referencing other things, I think, um, we use you a lot. And mm-hmm. is the DRDP publicly available? Yes. Yes. The DRDP is publicly available. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe we can say, check these things out <laughs> yes. yeah. Instead, and it hasn't changed yeah it hasn't yeah it changed. hasn't the most updated mm-hmm. one um was released in 2015 okay um, and it has not changed since then so okay. it's pretty um consistent mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us on the Brewing Bright Minds podcast. Hopefully this information was beneficial and helpful and as insightful as we feel uh, it is. Please feel free to connect with us. Please leave comments, subscribe, and please share your experiences and any ideas you have to engage in this dialogue.